to the house where we come to praise God. We come to honor God. We come to glorify God in the name of Jesus. This is what we're called to do. The sacrifice of our life to our Lord and Savior. The one who loves us above all. The sacrifice of our life, church. The commitment of our life to our Lord and Savior. The dedication of our life to our Lord and Savior. The one who saves us. The one who keeps us. The one who delivers us when we're at our worst. Our Savior, Jesus Christ. The holy sacrifice of our life, our bodies, our minds, our souls, and our spirits belong to him. Belong to him. Has God been good to anybody today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have a few announcements. This Wednesday is our Connect Group, our men's and women's Connect Group here at the church at 6 o'clock. All are welcome. If you know anyone, please come through the doors and just have a good time in the Lord with us. Talk about life. Talk about the realness of life. And everything that we talk about stays between us and the Lord. Have a good time talking about the Lord, expressing ourselves. Amen. This Wednesday is our Connect Group. Next Sunday, we know it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. I welcome all men, all young men uh, to be here to celebrate Father's Day with the Lord, to celebrate him as our father as well. Amen. Amen. And the fourth Sunday... Not third, we will have our ends of outreach, our ends of outreach. And before we go into that, I just want to note that um, we've been having our outreaches every second and third Sunday, um, our Capital City Church outreaches. But Capital City Church hadn't been, been seen. We hadn't had many volunteers willing to help the community. These outreaches of what we're doing for the people that are in need. And if we're part of Capital City Church, God's church, Christ's church, that is who we are. We can't leave it to one or two people to cover the community. We need help. We can't do it alone. We need help. We need help. So anytime that you are free, please, please. Please um, attend. Show up. Show up. Just like we show up here in service, show up and see what God can do. See what God will do. All we have to do is show up. Show up. A lot of people forsake the gathering of the saints and stay home. They don't show up. A lot of things happen when you show up. That's all you have to do. When you show up on your job, work gets done, don't it? Work gets done. If you don't show up, works don't get done from you. But show up and see what God can do in your life. This is his. <laughs> this is his. Jesus Christ. His is, this is his temple, no matter what no one tells you. In our hearts, this is not just the building. This is the church of Jesus Christ where we assemble as believers. We come together when we hope in the things of God. That we will leave the promises 
of Christ. We believe in the Bible that miracles happen in this house. People get saved in this house. We are the church. You are the church. Don't let no one take that from you. And better yet, don't you take it from yourself. Don't take it from yourself. It's a privilege to be the church. It is a privilege to be the church. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you too, grandbaby. <laughs> yes. So let us pray. Teens may be dismissed. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you today just filled and, and, and pleased with your spirit, Father. Father, your spirit just is amazing, Father, on the things that it may do to speak to our hearts and minds, God, through it all in the name of Jesus. We just thank you today, God. Continue to cover us. Continue to anoint this service, God. Continue to lead your hearts of your people, God. I pray that you just move me aside and let your, your words speak to the hearts and encourage the hearts of your people, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you just breathe on us all. Allow us to see, God, what it is that you want. In the name of Jesus. And the church said, amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. What Jesus wants you to know. What Jesus wants you to know. Through all these seasons of life, the Lord wants us to keep a right perspective, church. A right perspective. He wants us to remember that he is with us and that he is working in our lives even when we can't see it. Even when we can't see it. In whatever season that you may be in or whatever season or whatever things you may be struggling with right now. The Lord knows, the Lord sees, and he wants you to know that he is with you. The Bible tells us that we can do all things, all things, through Christ. Also tells us that we are overcomers through Christ. And for many of us, we try to figure out in this life, what, are it, what is it that we ought to be doing? What is our purpose in this life. And for a lot of us, it's a day-to-day -day process, a day-to-day -day process of the same old things, the same old things. And a lot of people will go to their grave not even knowing their true purpose in this life, the purpose of living a life through Jesus and those of us who may have forgotten the goodness of God, <laughs> the goodness of God, because we allow ourselves to be overworked, overwhelmed in this life, and we lose sight of all that is good and all that is hopeful in the things that Christ has for us. Yes, we get weary. Yes, we get tired. But we don't give up. We don't give up. We endure through the pain. We endure through the struggles. Even though we may feel that nothing is good, that there is no hope. But God, hallelujah, but God. God wants you to come to know Jesus. 
God wants you to walk with Jesus. God wants you to talk with Jesus. God wants you to experience all that our Lord and Savior has to offer us, has provided for us in this life, in this life. All because of your faith, church. All because of your faith, all the wonderful blessings of being a child of God, he wants you to experience them. He wants you to experience them. Freedom, he wants you to experience. Victory, he wants you to experience. Purpose, he wants you to experience. He wants you to love him. He wants you to follow him. But one thing he won't do is force you. He will not force you to love him. He will not force you to follow him. He will not force you to receive his blessings. No. And sadly, many won't even turn to Jesus. Many won't even turn to Jesus. Even though all these things are offered, many won't even turn to Jesus because they believe they can't. Because they believe they can't. Some believe that their past has destroyed them. Some believe that their, their past has ruined them of ever having a chance to be new in Christ. Yes, many have been fooled, many have been deceived, and many have been labeled, labeled wrongly, wrongly. There are many things that we will learn as we continue to walk with Jesus. There are a few basics he wants us to know. If we want true victory, if we want true peace in our lives, one of them is, is willing to accept Jesus and his message and stop believing the lies of Satan. Stop believing the lies of the devil. Jesus wants you to know that Satan is a liar, church. That Satan is a liar. That Satan is out there trying to trick everyone, everyone, to make us believe that we, you, cannot have a real, true relationship, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. He's trying to make us believe that none of this is real. That none of this is true. That our faith has no foundation. But we, as representatives of Christ, we must make Satan out of a liar. We must make Satan out of a liar. Even through your struggles, even through your pain, your disappointments. Understand that Satan is watching. He's wanting you to give in. But through all you go through, we are called to make him out of a liar, out of a liar. We don't give in to the lies of Satan, but we hold on to the truth of Jesus Christ. We hold on to the truth of Jesus Christ. So is your life of faith, church, making Satan out of a liar? Is your life of faith making Satan out of a liar? Are you being strong in the Lord? 
knowing who you are in Christ, knowing that you are an overcomer, knowing that you are more than a conqueror, knowing that you are a forgiven child of the Most High God. That's who you are. Don't let no one tell you different. That's who you are. Jesus said a lot of things about Satan throughout the Bible that are true. In Matthew, he called him the evil one. He called him the enemy. He said that he comes and snatches, snatches the word from the hearer. He comes and snatches the words from the hearers. God sees his word. His truth is sown in the believer. And if we are not careful, Satan will come and snatch the word right from your heart. He will have you not believing that you are forgiven. He will have you not believing that you are saved, that you can be saved. In John, Jesus says, Satan is a liar. He is the father of all lies, church. Jesus wants you to know that Satan is a deceiver. He is a deceiver who is trying to prevent all people. All people. He will do his best to prevent all people from coming to know Jesus as Lord, as Lord, that is his number one duty, to prevent all people from coming to knowing Jesus as Lord. So do you know Jesus as Lord today? Do you know Jesus as Lord over your life, ruler of your life, master of your life? Do you live for Jesus? Are you living committed to Jesus? If Satan can prevent that, he can prevent you spending eternity in heaven with Jesus. If he can prevent Jesus from being the Lord of your life, the master of your life, the ruler of your life, he can prevent you. He can prevent you from spending eternity in heaven with Jesus because of your unbelief, because of your unbelief. Belief. But we must know the promises of God. We must know the promises of God and how they apply to our life. Because we don't need to perish <laughs> because of uh, uh, believing the lies of Satan and his evil forces. We don't need to perish because of Satan and his evil forces. Yes, he has people working for him. He has people working for him. But God's plan is that none should perish, but all should come to have eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Understand, church, that Satan works through many different avenues. Many different avenues. The people we call our friends, our co-workers, our acquaintances, our family members, the media, social media. Satan is working his way to spread his word that Christianity is a lie and worthless. 
or that we are not worthy of nothing good. All the lies of Satan. And sadly, many will believe him. Many will believe him. Many that are not walking with Christ today believe those lies of Satan. They believe them. They believe they're not worthy. They believe that they can't have the blessings of God. But Jesus wants you to know today you don't have to. You don't have to. We don't have to. Jesus wants you to know that you are accepted. You are accepted in the family of God. You are accepted child of God today, church. Yes, you are. And one of the misconceptions in society today is that only certain people can be saved. Only certain people can be saved. And a lot of people believe that they are not eligible for God's salvation. That's the trick of the enemy. That's the trick of Satan. Jesus loves all and came to save all. Jesus loves all and came to save all. Yes, you as well. The doubter, yes, you as well. The doubter, Jesus came for you and to save you as well. I used to be one of those doubters. I used to be one of those doubters, but I have come to know that Jesus accepts anyone and everyone who is willing to believe and trust him with their life, regardless of how bad we think we are, regardless of how terrible we think we are. All we need to do is just call on his name and invite him into our heart and give him the keys to our life. Give him the keys to our life. Give him the rights to our life. He is our master. He is our master. And according to Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we become new creations in Christ. You become a new person in Christ, church, a forgiven person, an accepted by the Most High God person. That's who you are. That's who you are, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 9 says this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth, your mouth, church, that you profess, profess your faith and are saved. Don't keep your faith quiet. Don't keep it quiet. Tell the world who you are. Shame the devil. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank God for that, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus accepts, he accepts us in any condition. Any condition. Whatever your condition is today, you may think you're the world's worst person. Jesus accepts you. He accepts you. 
Good, bad, ugly, and sad, Jesus accepts you. No matter how you feel inside, Jesus accepts you. Those emotions get the best of you. Jesus accepts you. Whether you're struggling with addiction, whether you're struggling with alcoholism, whether you're struggling with, with drugs, sexual immorality, or just sin, period, Jesus accepts you. He accepts you. There is no criteria that we don't meet for Jesus to accept us. <laughs> there was no criteria, church. None. We do not need to complete a checklist to be accepted by Jesus. We do not need to pass a background check to be accepted by Jesus. We do not need a high school diploma or college degree to be accepted by Jesus. We don't have to pass a test or recite the whole Bible to be accepted by Jesus. You don't have to look a certain way to be accepted by Jesus. You don't have to be a certain color or, or a part of a certain ethnic group to be accepted by Jesus. No. Jesus will accept you, whoever you are, and wherever you are. There are many men and women right now on death row. On death row for some of the horriblest crimes you ever want to meet, you ever want to see. That is in a loving, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ right now. Because they came with true repentance, and he received them. He received them, and he will receive you in your worst conditions. They cried out to him. Jesus came to heal the sick and save the sinner. Came to heal the sick and save the sinner. Which one are you? Which one are you? We either or, but either or, he accepts us. Either or, he accepts us, church. He accepts us in any condition because he is the only one who can fix us. He is the only one who can fix us, church. He is the only one who can fix you when you're broken. He can heal that broken heart. Jesus can heal that broken heart. He can heal that broken spirit. Jesus can save you from your sin. Did you know that? If you're struggling right now when you're seeing that Jesus came to save you, if you're struggling with sin or addiction of anything, Jesus came to save you. If you have a broken heart, Jesus came to heal you. He came to heal you. If you're broken in spirit, Jesus came to heal you came to heal you. Whatever is your wrong, Jesus came to fix it. Whatever is wrong in your mind, <laughs> Jesus came to fix it, church. And we know how the mind works. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Whatever is wrong in your life, Jesus can fix it. Jesus 
can fix it. And we don't even have to say it, but there's a lot of wrong in our lives within this room. But we're going to hand it over to Jesus. We're going to hand it over to Jesus. He is the only one that can heal us when we're sick in our mind, bodies, and soul. Jesus is the only one that can save us when we're falling. He reaches his hand out to save us from destroying our lives. He doesn't want you to destroy your life, church. The only thing that we is required, there's only one thing required of us, though, is that when we come to him, we come in full surrender. That when we come to Jesus, we come in full surrender. Fully committed and dedicated. Not with, not with our head in our hands, but with our heart in our hands. With our heart in our hand, ready to give it over to Jesus. Allowing him to have his way within our hearts. Because if we are honest, that's where the problem is. Right there. Right there in our hearts. Our hearts will lead us to do something or not do something. Our heart will lead us to follow Jesus or not follow Jesus. So Jesus wants you to know today, church, that you are loved. You are loved. First John tells us we love each other because guess what? He first loved us. You know love. We know love because he first loved us us. You love each other. You love your family members, your friends, everyone, because he first loved you. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have what? Eternal life. God created us, believe it or not, because he wanted companionship. Believe it or not, because he wanted companionship. God could have created robots to work the land. He could have created robots to serve him, to worship him. But he is a God of love that wants to receive that love as well. That's who he is. A robot can't give him love. A robot can't give him love. He himself wants to feel the same love as well, church, as well. Just imagine, just imagine that for a moment. God wants you to love him. God desires you to love him. God does everything in his power to get you and me to love him. And many walk away from that. Many walk away from that. We won't love God, but we'll love someone else. We won't love God, but we'll love other things. All God wants is your love. All he wants is that heart. God can work miracles with that heart, church. Miracles. If you want a miracle in your life, give your heart to the Lord. Give your heart to the Lord and watch what he do. You want to see impossible? Do you want to see impossible be done? Give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus if you want to see impossible 
tell the Lord I want to see impossible in my life, Lord. I'm surrendering, Lord. I want to see impossible. Test his power. <laughs> test his power. Don't be afraid to test God's power. Don't you want his power? Don't be afraid to test his power. If you see it done in someone else's life, he can do it in your life. That's his love for you, church. That's his love. We ought to be shouting with joy because God loves us. We ought to be shouting with joy because God loves us. When Jesus tried to, when the Pharisees came to test Jesus on, on the greatest commandment of the law, what did Jesus say? What is it? Love. Love. It's not work. It's not duty. It's love. Love. That's all he wants. All he wants. Matthew 22. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then he says the second one. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> love. Love. Whatever is in your heart right now, if it ain't love, remove it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. If it ain't love, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You can't fake love. You can't fake real love. Real love will show you up. It will bring you out. The real love of Jesus will put you to shame if it ain't real, if your heart ain't real. Jesus loves us all. He has no favorites. He has no favorites. I can stand before you right here every Sunday. I'm not his favorite. We on equal loving ground. <laughs> equal loving ground. And you have to know that. You have to know that. God loves you just as much as he loved the next person. That's who he is. It is God's desire that through Jesus, that everyone be loved. But not only love, but everyone feels love. Everyone feels love. It's one thing to love someone, but it's another thing for it to be shown. For it to be shown. And sadly, many people love themselves and the things of this world. They won't even give Jesus' love a try. But the Bible tells us those who are saved and love the Lord, he and heaven will rejoice. Amen? Love the Lord and heaven rejoices. But too many people in this world are in a state of brokenness. Too many people in this world are in a state of hurt. Hurt. They have been mistreated in some way, and now all the trust all their trust is out the window. All their trust is broken. They guard themselves from love. They guard themselves from love. They secure their hearts from people and even God. They have believed the lies of the enemy, that they can't be loved, that no one will ever love them 
Not even God. Not even God. And even though they want so badly to know his love and his affection and his peace, they're broken people. Broken in heart and broken in spirit. But the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar, Jesus says. The one who created us, the one who created the heavens and the earth, he came to love us first. He came to love you first. Above all else, the creator of the earth came to love you first. He didn't say, well, if they don't love me, I won't love them. He's no way near how we would do. No way near. Even in our worst behavior, even in our wrong mindsets, while yet we were still sinners, God sent his son to die for us, for the atonement of our punishment, for the atonement of our judgment that we deserve. Our unfaithfulness, our disobedience. If God hadn't done so, we all passed. If God hadn't done so, church, we all perish. So we must thank God for his grace. We must thank God for his love because we get a second chance. We get a second chance. And those of us who are willing to believe and accept this are the ones that will experience God's freedom, God's peace, God's victory in this life. Accept it. Accept God's love. That's it. And you have freedom, you have peace, you have victory in this life. Open your hearts. Just reach out to Jesus. Fully surrender. Fully surrender. Invite him into your lives. And Jesus will show each of us his love. His love. Those who think that they are the worst of the worst. Worst of the worst. Evil of the evil, Jesus wants you to know that you are loved, that you are loved, and that God has a plan for you, that God has a plan for you. Through all the heartache, through all the pain, through all the ups and downs of life, through all the turmoil, the disappointments, the struggles of I just can't get right with God, been there no matter how much I try, I just can't get right, God. Can't get right. All of the backsliding, all of the disobedience, through all of the letdowns in your life, God has a plan for you. He has a plan for you. And the plan is good. God's plan is not for you to go to hell. Understand that. It's not. It's not. not I don't care how bad you may be. God's plan is never for you to go to hell. It's not. That's how good God is. That's how good God is, church. Jeremiah 9 and 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, we've all been encouraged in the fact that God has a plan for us. 
And probably a lot of us have grown weary of hearing. I go to church. I, I read my Bible. I pray. Where's God's plan for me? Where's God's plan for me? Well, Jesus wants you to know that God does have a plan for each of us. For each of us. Each of us. But we must understand, if we want to experience the fullness of God's power in our life, we must go to him in full surrenderance. In full surrenderance. If you are willing to go to God to come to Christ in full surrenderance, complete loyalty, not divided loyalty, but complete loyalty and obedience to him. Because many of, many of us know that we can be saved and live a life of turmoil at the same time, right? We can be saved and our life can be a mess. A mess. We can make poor choices and bad decisions being in Christ. Being in Christ. But when we invite Jesus into our heart, when we cry out to God for help, he gives us a life of freedom. He gives us a life of victory. God is expecting. God wants a relationship. When we cry out to him, he's expecting a relationship. It's really not a give and take, church. It's really not a give and take. You take God's help and leave him. That's not a relationship. We must understand that a relationship goes both ways. It is where two people contribute to that relationship. Each person contributes to that relationship. A relationship is where we trust. We trust one another. We are loyal to one another. We trust one another, and we are loyal to one another. It is when we are walking in true fellowship and obedience to God. As you walk with your significant other, with trust, loyalty, willing to serve them at any cost. It is only when we do that that God will reveal his plans in our lives. So a lot of us may wonder, where is God's plan for me? Are you in true surrenderance unto the Lord? Have you turned your life over to the Lord? Is your, do your heart belong to Jesus? Many aren't willing to to walk fully with Jesus, but wonder where his plan is. Many aren't willing. So many won't experience God's plan in their life. It's simple as that. If we are not willing to fully surrender and give our heart, we won't experience the fullness of his power, and it will be hard for us to experience his plan. He may give us glimpses. He'll give you glimpses of what it could be. 
But until that full surrender has come about, you won't receive it. You won't receive it. That's the hard truth about God's plan. We must be willing to surrender. And you will receive that plan to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. So God does have a plan for each of us, each of us. And his plan is good. His plan is perfect. You are accepted by Jesus. You are accepted by God. You are loved by Jesus. And God has a plan for you, church. Every one of you. Don't let no one tell you different. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today, Father. We thank you for the encouragement of your word, God. The encouragement that, that I pray right now that is seated in our hearts, God. The word that the enemy cannot snatch away out of our hearts, God. I ask that you to protect these hearts, God, that just heard your word, just heard your promises, God. I pray that you shield them from the enemy, that he has no power to reach into their hearts and snatch that word away. Snatch their encouragement right out from under them, God. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus right now. I rebuke it. I pray that your word strengthens them, God. I pray that your word keeps them uplifted, almighty God. I pray that your word deliver them from whatever is not like you, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we know that you have all power. You have all authority, and I pray right now that these hearts that are listening to your word, we abide by that power. We abide by that authority, God, that we may surrender unto your will. Father, as you love everyone in this room, everyone that is live streaming, everyone in this world, so do we, God. Make us love each other, God. Place that right spirit in us to love each other, God, to want to help one another, to love one another, God, to be there for one another, God. We are family. We are the family of God. You have called us to this, God, to be a family, to assemble as representatives of Jesus Christ. The love of Christ we are to show, to walk around in the peace of Christ. To live by the truth of your word. Father, I ask that you continue to work on us. That you don't give up on us, Father. We may be on the path of, uh, of righteousness, Father, but sometimes we fall short. We're falling off left and right, God. But you have a hand that can pull us all back up. Get us all back on track, God, and glorify yourself in the midst of it all. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day, this day that we have never seen before. And we thank you for it, God. Bless us all. In Jesus' name, these altars are open.